Late tonight, President Trump blocked the release of a classified memo on the Russia probe. The document was written by House Democrats in response to a Republican memo that alleges politically biased officials inside the Justice Department abused their surveillance powers when they asked for a warrant to monitor communications of Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Now, the president allowed the release of that Republican memo last week, but tonight he cited security concerns as the reason he will not declassify the Democrats' version of events. He sent it back to the Democrats and the House committee for possible revision. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. The U.S. intelligence community reportedly paid thousands of dollars in an attempt to recover stolen NSA documents from Russian operatives. That's according to The Intercept. The U.S. secretly negotiated with the Kremlin to buy the documents. The Russians then offered to sell them the material regarding President Trump. The New York Times later ran a related story. It was a bad end to a bad week on Wall Street. The Dow plunged 666 points today, or 2.5%. That is the biggest percentage drop in a year and a half. For the week, the blue chip index is off more than 4%. Alrighty, and we are back. Yo, I say that the same every week, and every I know. week when I listen to it, we should back, just include like, that in the I intro. I should stop doing that. <laughs> I know <laughs> we definitely should. Um, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into the right into the the Story. meat and potatoes this week. Um, the first, <coughs> excuse me, I coughed right on the mic that time. That's probably why I've been coughing for two months. Um, <laughs> The so we have a we're gonna kind of do this show a little bit differently today because all of the stories to at least to me um, were stories that I think we can we don't have to dive too deep into some of these a lot of these are follow ups to things that have already happened and things that we've already talked about but last week we talked about the Devin Nunez memo and. this week we're going to talk about the fact that we don't um, have another Democrats memo. Right, the Democrats' memo that was submitted to the president to declassify is not going to be declassified. At least, that's what they're. That's what's being said. Now. Not yet. So that was that was, in my opinion, a predictable move. And but we'll go ahead and read a little bit about it, and then we can discuss what we think about this whole <sighs> thing. So, I'll throw that over to you, Frank. You can. You have an article pulled up. Yeah, I have a Politico article. Uh, so, per the article, President uh, Donald Trump blocked the public release Friday of a classified House Democratic memo written in response to the Republican claims that the FBI inappropriately spied on a Trump campaign advisor in 2016, prompting furious Democratic charges of hypocrisy and political exploitation of intelligence secrets. Uh, the House of Representatives can still vote to release the memo despite Trump's action. Uh, which could set the stage for a partisan brawl in the next in the House over the next week over the document's fate. 
Um, and then uh, Trump tweeted on Saturday, uh, the Democrats sent a very politically political and long response memo, which they knew because of sources and methods and more would be would have to be heavily redacted upon which they would blame the White House for lack of transparency. Uh, I told them to redo and send back in proper form. In other so that's pretty words, much the gist of what the, happened. They, they told the rest of the story, and I don't like it. So. <laughs> What's funny is before <laughs> he came out and said that, that was what I, as a, if I was to be the Democrats, that's what I would have done. Like, so I thought about that way before any of that. I was like, they should just put stuff in there that they know has to be redacted. And then whenever he has to redact it, they can go, he's, he's editing our memo. It would be a brilliant political move. Yeah, I mean... It, it is a it, brilliant it political move. What I assume probably happened is they're like, no, here's why we had a FISA war- warrant for Carter Page. And he was like, oh, oh, oh shit, that implicates something. Um, so we're I mean, it might be a little what you want to have happen. So none of yeah. us can say. It could what. be a little of both, though. Yeah, no one can say what it, it was. To me, I w- if I was the no, Democrats. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-sovereignty. Yeah, that's fine. If me, if I was the Democrats, <laughs> that's what I would be doing. I would purposely make make it so it had to be edited so that you could claim that and say hey look he he didn't yeah. edit the other guy's memo and blah 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 but now this is so so how long do you think before yeah. we see the memo probably two weeks you think it'll be that Put long it on the board I don't. yeah because i think they'll do it again they'll okay. be like oh he's i think it again if i was the democrats i would leave i would edit most of the stuff out and then leave one more thing in it and then whenever they do it, be like, oh, he just – it's the truth that's bothering him. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad play. <laughs> like, I, I don't disagree no. that it's Because a bad no one play. can see what's actually um, there. Mitt, you know what I mean? Like, you, Mitt, zero you should be chance. a political strategist. I know, right? <laughs> There'd be zero yeah. chance well, that it would come back and blow up in your face unless, until, you know, so 20 years if, down the road it, when they actually declassify everything. So if that is what they're doing, they're just – they're just doing what Devin Nunez did in the first place. Exactly. And it's just payback. Right. In my so, opinion, we'll see. I have yeah, no fucking you, clue what actually is happening. Do you guys think that this is going to go to the House next week and uh, for a vote to try to override Trump? Do you see that happening? I don't think so. And I'll, the reason why I don't think so is because I think that both memos are fucking stupid. And I think both parties know that both memos are fucking stupid. And I think that this plays out way <laughs> – it just plays out much better for the Democrats as an unknown as something that looks like the President Trump is holding them back as opposed to, you know, it comes out and there's really nothing in it. You know what I mean? Well, I w- yeah. here's what I would say. No, I'd have to agree with you only because I know that, first of all, the, the Democrats have probably seen about as much of the information as Devin Nunez seen, had seen himself. So, like, right. I'm sure that if whatever he's not allowed to read, they're also not allowed <laughs> to read. Um, so, like... <laughs> So I'm going to assume that they probably none of them have seen none of them have seen the full story for sure. Um, There's an investigation going on. So that goes without saying. But the but I don't know. I I guess that I think this is just stupid. It's just a misdirect for both parties. No, I I do think it's stupid. And I do think that you're it's yeah, just based on the fact that like they probably haven't seen or they've probably seen just as much of the shit as he did and it's hard to one week say well this motherfucker didn't even read it because he couldn't and then go well, well i've seen it other we myth. have now, the truth because <laughs> the thing is here be, yeah. yeah because here's the thing my the thought is like well there's two ways this could go right the democrats could be doing the 
doing the 40 chess move, which is what you're proposing, right. where they're, you know, they're making some actually what would seem like, at least in House of Cards terms, a pretty smart political move. Yeah. Um, but then there's the other side, whereas, or they will actually release something that shows us like the contradiction like oh no this is why yeah Devin Nunes is full of shit these are this fills in the holes but I don't think they can fill in the holes because the entire the entire play of Nunez memo was I'm gonna say shit knowing that the intelligence community can't back up my claims because then they would be revealing something so in that sense I can't think that the Democrats would be able to do it either right so I think um, it all hinges on so uh does it leak if it leaks then I think there's yeah. something that they wanted to show. If it doesn't, they probably just want to use it in the shadows. Keep it as a, well, we wanted to tell you the truth, but this guy wouldn't let us. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If it, well, I mean, yeah. I if mean, they really want to tell the truth, we'll see a house in the a vote in the house over it. Exactly. Um, if they think they have the votes, or but somebody. Will my question it. is, do you guys, do you guys believe that this? Um, obviously, this is a counter to the Nunes memo. That's the what. Do you think it actually worked? Do you think it? Um, no, I think both sides just think – I think it backfired they're just, on they're both sides. They're dug in. I, no, no. Here's what I think, though. I think that this is where we show our actual independence here from the sides that we typically fall exactly. on. Because I, don't, because I don't – because I don't – I don't believe that um, that it didn't play for the people that wanted it to play. If you turn on Fox Radio dirt, like at any hour of the last week or if you turn on Fox – on television, like the Republican talking point, the charging point, the rallying cry is, look, this was all bullshit. The FBI had it in. And right. that, like they're taking this memo as fact. At least that's the way they're trying to sell it. Yeah. On, the, both, on the flip side, if you, look at, if you look at CNN and MSNBC and whatever, they're shouting what I think is for us is easier to see as the reality but this this is this is bullshit that's full of holes that doesn't mean anything which in this case is the it's both things it's the left's talking point and it seems to be more closer it, it seems to be closer to the reality of the situation if you read the memo it's not hard to see the holes like right. we went through that last week well um, msnbc is is acting like is doing what uh like I said, the Democrats are saying that they've got the proper memo. This is the truth. They're approaching that like it's it's 100% the truth yeah, and, and whatnot. So I, yeah, what I mean when I say I, I think don't... it backfired is I think that you're absolutely right. There's people at my work that are release the memo and they're very conservative and all that. And it's working great for them. Just like all the people I see on MSNBC and all my liberal friends are like, look at President Trump, angry faces, NPR angry faces because he's not letting them release right. it. But the whole point of the of ev- the whole political cycle is winning independence, and it's not working with independence. We, as independents, no. are looking at it and going, "This is stupid." And again, you have yeah. to win them. If you can't win it, because right now we're divided, and more people are independent than ever before. If you don't win independence, you're just not going to win. Both parties don't have enough base to win. So I think that it was a failure on both sides. It just became it's really fun for the liberal media and the conservative media to claim that they're right but i don't think it moved the yeah. needle one way or the other no yeah i, I would I'll agree buy with that. that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i yeah um so but i don't here's the thing i mean i guess if we look at this as if we're taking the the theory as fact that 
um, that this is a political move, mm-hmm. then in that scenario, I would say you're probably right. It'll take two weeks because the longer you can draw something out, the the but you know if yeah. it's painful for one political party that's not yours, then that's good for you. And then it fizzles um, out, no big deal. Because you already had a month of. My but my gut feeling is that we'll see a leak of the memo because remember these guys like if to, for anybody that has ever gone to D.C. and gone and watched Congress like you re- it, it's really surreal because you realize when you're in the room that like this is all a show like when <laughs> they get up on when you're watching fucking C-SPAN and they're up there like a with show their and tell look at my billboard card <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and what's great, and I bet I would love to know how much that costs because, like, I, I have this gut feeling that, like, they can't just go to a Kinko's and do that or a FedEx store. They like, they've got to spend, like, $3,000 <laughs> of taxpayer money to do that stupid thing. Look at my visual aid. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for at all, but, like, every time I see it, I'm like, I want to know how much that costs because I bet it's fucking retarded. Right. Um, they probably had to get a permit. Um, but <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I, I just have this feeling, or I'm sorry, when you're, when you're at Congress, you realize that it's a shit show. They've all got people doing things for them. They don't even open whatever speech they're about to read on C-SPAN. And you, when you're watching it on TV, you feel like, oh, everybody in the room is looking at this guy. No, they're not. They're like, their they're intern walked out. Oh, opened a book to a page all the other senators are on their cell phones or they're like passing notes back to each other which i assume are like do you like me circle one <laughs> notes um, <laughs> because they're not because they're not fucking they're not doing anything it's just yeah. well, whatever's happening on camera is the tv show that they present to us as yeah. our government and both sides know what um, the other's gonna say so whenever you know bernie sanders gets up you can kind of yeah. tune out because you every single day he's gonna stand up and go the one percent right. oh my fucking god and it's just like, right. dude, all right, yeah, we get and it. I, I get that, but for that reason, for the for for because of what the reality of Congress is, I feel like there's so many other people, there's so many interns, there's so many whatever that it's hard for me to think that if there's like if there's something there, or even if there's not the if it gets into that if it gets into the hand of one person with a motive, it's easy for that to get leaked out, and I I think that that's more yeah. likely what's going to happen it comes down to we'll do they it want it leaked days. or do they not want it leaked and yeah again they got the power to leak it if they if they really want to they can just do it so right you know i think we'll see yeah yeah I all right well i think i think that's a fair assessment of what we don't know about this next memo <laughs> that we'll see at some point Word. um let's move let's move forward now quickly into Frank you had texted us earlier this week about um, a story I think I can't remember that I know Ro- Ro- Reuters did the story and I can't remember uh, who the it other was, one was. It, the intercept broke the story yeah yeah and it was about Russian hackers stealing cyber yeah, secrets so, from the NSA yeah let me go ahead and read a little bit of this um The United States intelligence community has been conducting a top-secret operation to recover stolen classified U.S. government documents from Russian operatives, according to sources familiar with the matter. Russia. The operation has also inadvertently (laughs) yielded a cache of documents purporting to relate to Donald Trump and Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. 
Uh, so over the last year, American intelligence officials have opened a secret communications channel with the Russian operatives who have been seeking to both sell uh, Trump-related materials and the documents stolen from the National Security Agency and obtained by Russian intelligence, according to people involved. Yeah. Um, the channel – now, it's, it's been going since early 2017, so this has been over a year, although the news just broke about it. Uh, they began meeting in Germany. Um, eventually, in a Russian intermediary, apparently representing some elements of the Russian intelligence community, agreed to, uh, to a deal to sell stolen USA, uh, NSA documents back to the U.S. while also seeking to include Trump-related materials in the package. And then, essentially, um, when they found out there were Trump-related materials, they kind of uh, – the CIA, who – the person in charge of this is a Trump appointee, didn't want it, you know, just kind of turned away and, and – doesn't want the information, which you know could be it, it could be true, it could be false, but either way, it doesn't matter because what the design of this is is to undermine further the divide in this country, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if that's what they're trying to do, I mean, yeah, again, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it definitely see. It seems like it. Like, a why steal NSA documents and then try to sell them back? Right. It seems but like the it only comes reason down to do that comes down to is who to, did it and who was it? Like, is this anonymous? Is this the anonymous or is this? Actually, <laughs> fucking, you know, the, the whole reason why it took so long for me to get on the podcast today, obviously being a Russian operative, is I had to wait for Putin to tell me I could do it. <laughs> and you know, I just couldn't do anything until that Putin what happened? told me. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what happened. So, no, so, like, that's what the info think is everyone in Russia just has to answer to Putin, and that's not the case. It could just be some yeah. fucking it, it's dudes. Not, and it's not. I agree with you. Yeah. Now, there is uh, – the, the the intelligence from the NSA was stolen by a group, a mysterious group known as the Shadow Brokers. Um, oh my god! They that's, they stole highly secret name, NSA dude. hacking. That's that's not that's no joke. <laughs> they stole uh, NSA hacking tools and released them on the internet in the summer of 2016. Which I do remember that whole data dump of all these you know secret hacking tools being released. Um, um, I kind of remember that. Yeah, you kind of I mean, remember that. Or Putin really told you you kind of remember that. I don't tell you what Putin tells me. I won't tell you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're not my comrade. Right. <laughs> you will let me score puck on net or your wife will mysteriously be poisoned. Hashtag. I don't know. Yeah. So, obviously, so obviously there is no proof as of yet that these people were uh, you know, told by Putin to do this or even Putin, that even Putin knew about it. Obviously the Russian Putin intelligence knows agency all. knows about <laughs> it, which is – I mean, it, common sense would say yes, but it is not 100% verified fact. Yeah, it depends on what it is. If it's um, a government hacking operation, then yeah, Putin probably knows about it. If it's just Russian hackers, then no, he probably doesn't know about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like but, I mean, Putin hacking knows the NSA. Everything. Dude, people can hack. Yeah, like there, there are like, you, said, like look Russian at propaganda would argue with you. Yeah, look at Anonymous. Look at all the other places, uh, the other people that know how to do hacking you don't just have to work for the government to be able to hack other governments you know what i mean you don't but anonymous doesn't tend to hack other people's governments you know and for political gain yeah they tend to be about just starting shit in my well from what i've seen they kind of suck again yeah but most of the best hackers in the world uh, are in china and russia that's where they are and again it doesn't Um, necessarily mean that they're working for the governments but we'd have to we'd have to see so, <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. I I have one issue though, because you just admitted like we that that's a that's a true statement that the majority of the world's hackers are in China and Russia. Best so hackers, why, when the not intelligence aid, majority of the hackers. 
the, they're better why at it than when, we are. Why when the intelligence agency tells you that meddling happened from Russia, do you say, well, those could be proxy servers from anywhere? Because your definition of meddling and my definition of meddling are completely different. Whenever they come up... No, they're not. They are. We already know that they didn't change any votes. Because whenever they, they didn't exactly. do When they say meddling, they mean influence. They, which is not right, which is buying uh, Facebook ads. That's fine, but you're, but yeah, like but that. we've never split hairs on that. We've split hairs on where they're from. What do you mean? No, we knew for a fact that they, those guys were from Russia, the ones who did that earlier when they were saying, "Oh, these are the guys that hacked into our election." Those are the ones that had the IP uh, servers, and again, there was no way to verify that. We verified that the guys that were doing the influence is uh, were from Russia. They paid in rubles. Yeah, of course they're from Russia. However, we don't know who is attempting to hack or if anyone even was attempting to hack because they haven't proven it. They just said it looks like it. And again, whenever it came out with the Volt 9, go listen to our segment on Volt 9 again. Whenever it said that they they were actively working on a program that would design it to make hacks look like they were coming from North Korea, Russia, and China. That was our government doing that. They have... They have proven that they have there not. Were, There's no way they, to prove that, that it was. they did have access in two in two voting booths in two different states that they didn't change any votes. We know they didn't change any votes, but we know that because we saw that they had access and that they didn't change. Any no, votes. We, we know for a fact that someone accessed and then apparently they just left their IP address behind. And I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that the Russian hackers would just be like, here's my signature, comrade. Thank you. No, especially so, after Volt would, 9. But you're you're admitting that the odds are against you based on the fact that the majority of good hackers are from China and Russia. Not really. It just means that somebody hacked. There's a lot of good hackers in Russia. If they wanted to, they could. It doesn't mean that they did. And again, it doesn't mean that they did any of the stuff besides the influence. The problem with the meddling is that it used to mean one thing, and now it means something else. Meddling now means they bought ads on Facebook, which is true. So, but it used to mean they were trying to influence our election directly by hacking into our systems, which we have well, no we'll proof see of. What medal- we'll see what meddling means because meddling could also mean giving the NRA a shit ton of money and yeah. then telling them how to use it. I don't know. That kind of fizzled out. That whole story just kind of went away. So we'll see what's going on. But again, this whole – typically both sides are doing memo shit now, which typically to me <laughs> means that they don't have shit. I don't – yeah. I I don't know what the fuck to think about the the I that I was thinking that the other day too. I was driving and I was just like what the fuck is this memo thing? Like we've never done memos before. There've never been Well, Comey. Like y- you well, yeah. He's the leaker. Yeah. <laughs> but but Comey but Comey what seemed a, different to me because What a fucking mustache twirling moment. It's like who has leaked? It's the highest officer. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking yeah, weird. That, like that still blows my mind. Whenever I found out that he was the fucking leaker, I was like, "What is happening? What, What's going on?" What blows, what blows my mind is how he said it. Like, he was like, "Yeah, I did it." <laughs> yeah, I did it. Like, what Next the fuck? question, John John McCain. Did you have some rambling to do for thirty minutes? Go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, that's not. <laughs> too we know too why soon, he was Brandon. rambling. Too soon. We, okay, that's. You guys, like, literally somebody just made a joke about it, like, in the last couple episodes, and I go out there, and I'm some <laughs> fucking bad guy now. So I'm just saying, it was cancer. That's why he was rambling. Or, no, that's not what it was. One of us, one of us, it, and it wasn't me, so one of you, said something about Mitch McConnell in the last couple episodes, and it was like, 
we, we know he has Parkinson's, right? right? Like that's why right. he that's talks why like he that. Talks, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but I let you guys off the fucking hook, and I didn't call it out. <laughs> so, Wait, does Mitch McConnell have Parkinson's? He does. That's yes. why he's got. Uh, yeah, he oh, does. well, I might owe him apology. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why his mouth. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> open his mouth all the way, and yeah, he kind of mumbles and whatnot. It's not because he just wants yeah. to. <laughs> so right. Well, I, I'm a dick. <laughs> if that wasn't me, I don't remember. We, I say a lot of shit, like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's hard to remember what gets said on the microphone and off the microphone. Right. Usually, it's better when things are said off the microphone because then nobody can hold us accountable. I like to make noises on the microphone. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you do, and they're, they're like you can't. No one else can hear them because we're all talking right now. But when I'm editing, like Mitch, Mitch is gross. Yeah, like, mute, mute track tones. this one because it's hilarious. I've been making extra noises. You've <laughs> <I, I laughs> been trying it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. If someone right. has to listen to it a million times, I thank you. Right. <laughs> All right, let's move now into something I'm going to toss your way, Mitch. Yeah, the real um, story of the week. The big story. The, the, yeah, it's unfortunate when your your leader decides that he's going to tie himself to the success of the economy because that only lasts as long as the success of the economy lasts. <laughs> and, well, let's not get confused. Um, the economy is very good. The stock market, right? No, that's, went through I, a correction. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And it's and I agree with you. I know because I know you're going to go in and tell us that it was expected and whatever. And I no, agree it, that it was. No, it was not expected. And uh, this, well, correction is expected. Corrections happen. Yeah, this one wasn't expected because typically they happen whenever there's some sort of and there there were warning signs here. Uh, a little bit of them. I mean, we knew. Um, we knew for a fact that rates were going to go up, um, saving rates, bond rates, and that that it is in direct competition with um, stocks. That was the whole point of mm. quantitative easing that they did for the past, you know, t- fucking ten years or however long it right. lasted. The whole point was to let's set- make sure before let's make sure before we go too deep into this that we mentioned that for anybody who doesn't know, the stock market tanked, had record drops this yeah. week. Um, so. For for like it's been like eight or nine days now, right? Where it's just been, it's been about two weeks, yeah. Consi- yeah, consistent. ever since I think February first. So, so all throughout February, it has just been brutal. And I got to tell you, I have yeah. not been happy because I check my, I check it every day. I shouldn't, but I do. You shouldn't. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, but it's just oh man, it's just not fun because it was. It used to be fun. Yeah. I was looking at it every I mean, day, being the- like, "This is great. Oh, this is incredible." And especially the first. Yeah. January was an incredible month for the stock market. It was just exploding. And you were making, I mean, immediately within one month, I was at a, I think, six or 7% return. And it has all gone in two weeks. So that's what happens. I mean, yeah, all of January's, January's I mean, all the been gains wiped. for the year got knocked yeah. out. Yeah. And it was a good, it was a good month. So let, let's kind of go through some of the uh, – right now, as I'm speaking, the Dow is at 24,190. That's actually up 1.38% from its close on Thursday. Um, the reason why this is super important is because it has dropped about 10% that from February on. Uh, I got an article here from Market Watch, which if anyone doesn't go to Market Watch, fix that. That's an amazing website, and it's really, really – it's just full of useful information here. Um, so there's this guy, his name is Marc de Chambouet, 
And he is really fucking smart. So he uses a bunch of words that I don't know. So if I fuck up a word, sorry about that, but this dude's smarter than me. Um, so this is kind of his article on what it's happened. All right. Last week, I'll just remind you, last week I I pronounced promised, promised. So, <laughs> you know, That's shit okay. happens. I once was on an airplane <laughs> was- and I was riding in first class. So I was like, ooh, this is so nice. And I was like 17 or something like that. And I was like, ooh, it's even got a leg rest. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, it says leg rest. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, I I once misspelled my own last name. So (laughs) (laughs) I think I beat you all. Nice. So obviously we're all. I uh, I checked my driver's license and thought it was misspelled. And I was like, nope, nope. That's how it's spelled. (laughs) They've got it. So if you ever had. They're on this. So if you had ever wondered if we are actually certified journalists, we're probably not. (laughs) We're not going to tell you. But we're probably not. So as this guy goes on, he says, um, you know, who killed the market's cheery mood? Irrational exuberance has been exercised from Wall Street for now. A raucous week ended with the stock market having booked its most brutal decline in about two years. Both the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 Index registered their worst weekly declines about 5.2% each since January 2016, while the NASDAQ Composite Index posted its worst worst week since February 2016 with a 5.1% tumble. To recap, the Dow posted two 1,000-point drops during the week's five trading sessions, something that has never been done in history, and it notched 3% declines in at least 2% It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge in, in its six sessions, having, uh, <laughs> after having gone more than 100 without a single decline and more than one, of more than 1%. Add to that that the fact that the product uh, that gauges volatility in Wall Street the Cloby Volatility Index saw on Monday its largest percentage rise in its roughly quarter of a uh, century history, obliterating a period of eerie persistence, uh, persistent placidity in the market. By Thursday, the S&P 500 and the Dow had slipped into correction territory, which is whenever, well, he's going to say it, typically defined as a, re- uh, a retreat of at least 10% from a recent peak. So we are officially in a correction. At first, it was just kind of a dip, and it looked like volatility was coming back in, um, which we have not been volatile at all. For the past year, it's been generally up, 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 up. A few dips every now and again, but typically up. Um, it says downturn in the markets are normal, but what has gripped investors over the past several sessions is abrupt, stunning, and savage. So what happened? Uh, CNBC's Jim Cramer, he's the guy who's got all the sound effects, and he's really crazy and awesome. No stranger to expounding. Uh, I'd agree he's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy, That's about where I'll stake my claim. Yeah, I love watching this stuff. Yeah. So he's just doing his stuff. He's entertaining. Yeah. I I, I agree. So there's a couple things here, and then there's one that that we haven't seen before. Here's what I want to know, though. When you know that somebody – when you know, like, without a shadow of a doubt that somebody has a cocaine habit, like, how does that person (laughs) just, like, keep showing up to work every day, you know? He's he's grandfathered in since the 80s. Right. He's just on Red Bull. Red Bull's fine. Right. So there's a couple uh, things here that that it was a perfect storm – that just kind of uh, exploded here in the month of February. So first is rising inflation. So some on Wall Street have pegged the start of this downturn in the market to signs of inflation. After a long dormancy, rising to near uh, the Federal Reserve's 2% annual target. If anyone who doesn't know, the Federal Reserve sets the annual target rate of inflation at 2%. I disagree with this. 
The economic theory behind it is that if the inflation is set at 2%, it's manageable. But everybody, the way that classical economics works is it may it make believes that everyone understands economic theory and will act accordingly. And so if Federal Reserve sets 2% as the inflation rate, everyone's going to go buy their stuff now because they know it's going to be 2% higher later. Not fucking the case, but whatever. That's what they like to do. So it's around 2% now, and that's kind of freaking people out because when there's you know low inflation, then people are, are pushed into the markets. So the fear is that rising costs will prompt the Fed to raise interest rates more aggressively than, uh, than before. Uh, da, 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 rising borrowing costs can stemmy corporate growth, um, which, as we're seeing here, uh, it's also they're worried about uh, inflation due to uh, the full uh, participation rate in the labor force. Now that wages are rising, inflation will probably go up a little bit with it. Now, rates needed to rise because that's what we've been talking about, how, you know, for the past 30 years, it's been stagnating and all of that. So it needs to happen, but inflation will kind of come up with it. So you want to see wages rise more than inflation. So we're, we're still waiting to, to see how that's going to work out. Here's the one that I was talking about, and Brandon was like, nope, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Climbing bond yields. Moreover, inflation uh, – I've never – I'm sorry. I've never seen this word what's, here. What's funny, what's funny about that is I don't think that we have ever had the bond conversation on the show, like the – the, com- the conversation that you're referencing so like you can look back in history all you want listener but he can never <laughs> prove that um, I can take screenshots of the text messages and put them on the Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> and I can take them down no. <laughs> no but no but what you are referencing so that we can fill them in right. is that I did because I had asked the question that there I had seen several economists um over the course of like a week or so I don't know I I just know that I I caught the end of some conversations and they were talking about how about how bonds were only gaining at 3%. And so buying bonds right now wasn't wasn't something that you should be doing because they weren't gaining any money. And so that right. was when I had texted both of you, I'd said, here's the argument. This At least this is what economists are saying. Are the, What are your thoughts? And so that's what we're referencing to Brandon being like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's necessarily Brandon being no, no, no. Um, right. But so, so it, go on. It says, moreover, inflation, and I, I'm sorry, I've never seen this word before, anathema, A-N-A-T-H-E-M-A. I have no fucking clue what it means, but he just used it. You're stupid. <laughs> inflation is anathema to bond investors because rising prices mean that a bond's fixed payments are eroded in the future. The yield on a 10-year treasury note rose to a high of around 2.88% last week. Bond prices move inversely to yields. So whenever so now that we're not no longer in a 0% uh, savings rate, people are going to look at more options because it's safe. You know, you can plug your money in and, and you know, plug in $1,000 and you know that after 10 years you're going to get a 2.88% return on that investment guaranteed there's nothing to it so it becomes a bit a little bit of a different option and every time the rates go up a little bit you're going to see a little bit more people pull maybe some of their more high risk stocks out or even maybe some of their um lower risk stocks you know i've got a lot of real low risk stocks that that are low risk and long time yields well maybe that's a better option 
if it's historically, it only does 1.5% over 10 years. And I, I take a look and I say, oh, this is 2.88%. Well, I'll just pull out that money there and put it into bonds. So we're seeing that. Right. And that's part of this correction. And that's why we're seeing things go down. <laughs> so the other was a volatility shock. Wall Street's primary gauge of volatility, which reflects bullish and bearish bets on the S&P 500 index, which I didn't know you could do. And that seems really stupid to me that you can actually bet on if the stock market's going to do well or do poorly. <laughs> like, that seems like you can game the system. Like if it's starting to do bad, you can be like, well, pull all my shit out and put it all in the stock market crashing because I can just make the stock market crash. That seems kind of fucked up to me, but whatever. Yeah. The via the VIX, its common nickname and ticker symbol, bolted upwards. We're gonna get rid of two regulations for everyone. <laughs> we've actually gotten rid of twenty for every regulation we put in. Bam. Promise delivered. Right. Yeah, that's cool. How about regulate that fucking shit? <laughs> well, it is regulated and, and actually they did. They 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 cut it off whenever they saw that people were starting to do it. They turned off that market. And a lot of people got pissed because, you know, they lost a lot of money there, but they were like, No, dude, like if we're crashing you don't get to bet on us crashing like in normal times totally fine so nothing right. to worry about there in the regulation um let's see the other was uh this is the big one or not they're all big but this is the one that i wanted to, to go over as well as uh algorithmic trading uh so you can i'll just let him say it market analyst salman ahmed chief investment strategy at lombard audier told in CNBC that he suspected the downdraft for stocks in the past several sessions was fueled mostly by computer-driven program trading. The rise of algorithmic-based trading means that there are, uh, in these algorithms, some level which trigger a sell-off. So you've got it set up, and you're busy. You don't have time to check your stocks. So you say, okay, if Apple drops by 5%, sell 1,000 shares. And you don't have to worry about it. And so that's what – it's a that's a lot of people are doing this now because it's kind of a new feature and it's typically good. But whenever everything crashes, it just exacerbates it because all of these robots, before you have a time to turn them off, they're selling all of your shares. Right. <laughs> and it's, it, it's crazy. So that's where we're at right now. Um, so well, how quickly does it recover? Uh, well, historically, um, usually wherever there is a, a, uh, wherever there's a dip, a historic dip, there is a historic rise within three weeks. Historically. Not going to say it's going to happen now because I don't fucking know. But right. if a good – and then I see a lot of economists and a lot of market analysts that are saying the same thing. Now is the time to buy in. Now, you don't want to buy in now. I, I fucked up. I put more money in during the first cra – like not crash, but the first dip. And then it started to rise again and I made a lot of my money back and I was happy. Then it dipped again. <laughs> and, and I'm not so happy. So right. you know, I'm still doing good for the year. I, I'm, I'm in the green um, because obviously, you know, the Dow is just the 20 top um, companies. You know, so Apple's <laughs> in there. Boeing's in there. So it's a good indicator of where the market's at. But that's not where I have my stocks. So even if the Dow goes down, sometimes I go up. It's not inherently tied to each other. Right. So, um, so, but you would agree too, cause like, okay, so all that, all that's great. And that's a good explanation of what happened and where we're at. Yeah. But Donald Trump spent a lot of time, spends a lot of time taking credit for the, for the rise, for the gains in the stock market. And, and I you, think he could, you, I, what? I think that it, it is in my opinion, un inarguable 
that it was a lot. He had a lot to do with the okay. rise. But then in saying that, he the like I said at the start of the conversation, the the success of the stock market and the problem with tying yourself to it as anyone is that you're still tied to it when it falls. So right. it's well, people. Yeah, so and it's not again. There's, we need to make that distinction that. I can look at the charts and say, this is where he took office. This is when it shot up. It's very hard to argue that it's not hit, It's not because of him that the stock market was doing so well. It's also hard to effectively argue that it's because of Donald Trump or the economy that it tumbled. We just went over the reasons yeah. why it started to tumble. But it's hard but for the, the average person to there's... disassociate Trump with the stock market in general. And that's right. his own because fault. The average, because the average person just heard everything that you read and went, what? <laughs> so the... So, so like it's you're right for that reason it it is very hard um and i don't think to disassociate the two so now i've been now, watching the I, polls every I, single day and he hasn't gone down he's been going up so apparently no, they're I, not I associating think, no i wouldn't think that it would be something that would hurt his popularity because i think people understand at least to an extent that like there would it would okay. Here's the thing: it would be a lot easier to attribute it to him had the day before he been like, "Oh, the Democrats are treasonous," you know? Because then <laughs> yeah. it's like, "Oh, he said something stupid, and the market tanked." Right, and we've seen that before, where he has said something stupid, and then the market starts to. We've seen individual stocks tank, you know, like he says, "Right, I'm going to cancel my deal with Boeing," and then again, Boeing is part of the Dow. That's what the Dow is, it's just it's just an aggregate of the twenty top, you know, shareholders or whatever the the top uh, profitability of these companies. So when you tank one twentieth of the Dow, it's fucked up. <laughs> you know? right. Don't do that. I mean, Apple's still fine, but the Dow, uh, but uh, you know, the Dow reflects that. So, and we've seen that with Democrats too, when they've come out and been like, "It's we have one hundred percent proof it's treason," and then it tumbles, and then they come out with a little popcorn fart, and it's nothing. It did see though. I I saw you arguing, or I don't I don't actually know if it was online or if it if it was a conversation that the three of us had, but I saw you making the point that like the liberal media went crazy, like they were like giggling over the fact that the market was down. Yeah, and they were very I happy. S- Not I the media, the the I people, saw that- liberals online. Uh, so I'm talking about the well, comment section on MSNBC, on NPR. There was a lot of laughing faces. There was a lot of love, love emojis. I think – so here's the thing. Like I don't think that you should analyze people's emojis because that's fucking dumb. Um, it kind of means and, something. That's the whole point. I, I put way no, more stock does, into that no, than on traditional because, polls. No, here's why you shouldn't because Because a lot it worked for me last emo- time. A lot, yeah. I'm sure you're fucking. You analyzed emojis, <laughs> and that's how you got your three percent. Um, the fucking emojis are a lot of times fucking sarcastic. How do you how do you figure that out? Where's your where's your margin? Well, you gotta of look error at the comments for, for when I click love for something that I hate because Donald Trump said something ignorant, and it's just like, well, yeah, I love it at this yeah. point. I fucking Again. don't. Again, that's fine. If you have to look at the comments, what are people saying? Are they saying, "Wow, I really love how he's ruining the country"? Not nah. right. Or all are I'm, they saying, "All I'm oh. saying, all I'm all I'm asking the listener to do is not use Mitch's fucking system of analyzing emojis because that's dumb." All I'm saying analyze is people's, try it analyze yourself. people's comments. Sure, like that's yeah. fine. That's how people think. Emojis. That's stupid. Um, yeah, it's been working for me ever since. So when it stops <laughs> working, right. well, I'll stop using it. 
I want to <laughs> see your your success rate on just emojis versus people's thoughts. Well, obviously, it's gonna. I told you, it's emojis and the comments, so they're tied together. Well, right, the but the thing. comments, you're right. The comments are what matters. People's thoughts are what matters. We're also splitting hairs stupidly over a dumb topic that I decided to get mad about. Um, <laughs> but the but where I thought you were right in in our conversation earlier in the week was that like the media itself. I was disappointed when I turned on the media and saw them giggling. Like, yeah. dude, people are affected here. Like, people, like people lost money, and I get and it's it. Not that, just, like, it's just not just people on Wall Street. It's people that have. I just, well, and I just don't think that like any time that we have a negative, no matter what it is, like you don't like the reaction of one or the other side um, shouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna smile now because this is politically. Yeah, expedient we, for we saw that with the like, um, the Republican uh, train crash, and uh, you know yeah. someone died in that. It wasn't any of the Republicans, but the garbage truck that one of the drivers that was in there died from it, and it was right. nothing but love emojis and laughing emojis, and the comments were like, "Oh, it's how ironic is it that they hit garbage with garbage and like really fucked yeah, up shit." That was like, dude. Now, what I will say, um, and that was is NPR. That- there's a lot of people too. Can, like Frank and I were actually listening to something during the week um, on the radio where there's like these, and you know them, you've heard them. That it's always the it's the person that I call, um, or, or I describe as like the person that calls into a radio show and traps the host because they yeah. start saying crazy shit, but they don't ever take a breath, so the host can't fucking cut him off and like this lady was just in there about how this was an attack like this was like that garbage truck probably was expect should have had a bomb in it and this was a terrorist attack on the gop and i was like whoa dude this these are some crazy like yeah i don't know i just <laughs> here's the question was just, there a bomb no <laughs> no there probably wasn't I'll, wasn't an attack although didn't they say didn't they say that in that that the garbage the driver of the garbage truck had a list of the top Republicans' names in his pocket. Is that, that the same story? That sounds man. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. Like, I actually thought that that was a confirmed detail. Um, if that was confirmed, to... that'd be a little bit more fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. We'll have to look into that because now I'm just, like, throwing shit all out there. And that right. could be... I might have just mistaken that with old baddie crazy lady that called so me I, and was like, I, this was an attack. I pulled up some of the polls here, and right now he's currently gone up to a 51.1% approval rating on the economy. So that's not altogether. Right now, altogether, he's sitting at about 41% um, on popularity, except for Nate Silver. If you plug in likely voters and registered voters, He's sitting at I think it's a forty three percent. Let me let me double check here. It's pretty high up there, and I think there's only about a, a nine point spread. So add that three percent in, you're looking at only a six point spread. It's pretty high for Donald Trump. It's not pretty high for most presidents. No, it isn't. But again, we haven't seen. You know, they didn't spend every day, every moment, you know, shitting all over Barack Obama. Not every news station. Fox did obviously. They also didn't spend in every day, every moment shitting all over the country. So. You know. Well, he kind of did. <laughs> That's why I didn't like him. But again, he could get on Ellen. So and Brandon, it's fine. Yeah, 
Brand, I looked it up, Brandon. I can't find that. I think I've heard that, but I don't think that's the person we're talking about. I don't think it was the yeah, guy okay. who got killed on the train. All right. Well, then that's good because I thought that her theory sounded crazy too. And I, but I remember when that was happening that like I thought it was the host that confirmed or that said something about that. So I guess it, I guess that they were just, uh, that they may have been talking about or referring to something else. But, um, but yeah, cause I had heard that and was like, well, that's fucking fishy though. If it did, like, I don't know why somebody would have a list of Republicans names in their pocket and then not have a bomb on the, tr- like, cause your trucks. Right. Not, well, I, the last I don't person know. They had you, a list of Republicans was the dude who came and shot them all at the uh, baseball game. Oh, maybe that was, maybe they were referring back to that. Yeah. Maybe cause th- he did. That's he, possible. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He did. And, that one makes a yeah okay, um, well I'm fake glad. Fake news. I'm glad. Yeah, the fake <laughs> news. We just started a rumor and then killed it in the same like four minutes. So, but anyway, going anyway. back to the stock market. Obviously, the best thing to do right now is to throw your fucking money in it. <laughs> no, not all of your money. <laughs> but I would. I would. I'm telling people, and what I'm doing is I am going to be putting money into it, more money into it, because. I mean, you want to buy at the low point because it's going to go back up uh, at some point. Or it could crash some more. I don't know. But it, it seemed to rally a little bit on Friday. Um, you know, 10% is correction territory. We are in a correction as long as we don't keep going down. Uh, when it comes to the historic aspects of it, don't put a lot of stock into that because... Well, no, because a historic drop right now just means that we're still right where we were when we hit a historic high two months ago, right? Exactly, like, yeah. And again, yeah. It, you got to look at percentages. And um, back, you know, because they're, they're looking at points. They're saying, oh my God, we've lost 2,000 points. That's historic. That's never happened. And they're right, but we've never been here because we were gaining 1,000 points every week fucking last year. And that's not true. Obviously, you know, if the Dow's at 2,300... We weren't gaining a thousand every week, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we right. were, no, I know. Yeah, we were gaining a lot, and but you got to look at the percentages. I mean, I think uh, what was the the stock market crash? Twenty seven percent, I think, something like that. I'd have to look at it again because I can't remember the exact percentage. Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, ten percent's a correction. They occur about once every two years. The last time was two years ago. So, and again. They typically happen on, under bad news. They typically don't happen whenever the economy is doing very well. Um, another thing to point out is that Europe has been relatively fine. They dipped about 2% whenever it initially happened back on like the second or the third. But they've stabilized mm-hmm. very quickly. Who hasn't is Asia. Ooh, they're not doing good. <laughs> they are. They've not stabilized. Um at least at the point, the last time that I looked at it. So we'll see what happens with the Asian markets, but they were dropping like 3% every day. And wow. Yeah. So we'll have to take a look at that. And I don't remember them going back up. Um, so we'll see. Um, America seems to be doing okay. Um, at least right now, we're all green. That's good. Um, yeah. Japan's down 2.3%. Uh, China's down 4%, and that was just from the last closing. So, not good. No. But we'll see. The only things that have really done well are bonds and gold. So, 
Go listen to Glenn so Beck and out, buy all your gold. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say it. Shout out to Glenn Beck. Buy gold. To be honest, uh, though, like he was right. Like gold has been doing very well since he's been talking about it. Like if you invest yeah, in what he problem said is, so. The, the, the problem is that when the, the grid goes offline, nobody's taking your gold nuggets for bread. Yeah. So Actually, gold's down you know. right now. <laughs> yeah. So fuck off, Glenn. <laughs> President Donald Trump took to Twitter on Saturday to talk about allegations and due process. His comments come in the wake of the resignation of two White House staffers, David Sorensen and Rob Porter. Both men have been accused of physical and emotional abuse by their ex-wives. On Friday, Trump lamented Porter's departure, telling reporters he did a very good job while he was in the White House. Trump didn't mention either of Porter's ex-wives, but emphasized that Porter said he was innocent. Top White House and Pentagon officials confirmed that the president wants a military parade in Washington and that plans are being drawn up. Those marching orders for Mr. Trump have some raising their eyebrows while others are rising to salute. Kim Jong-un's sister met with South Korean President Moon Jae-in and invited President Moon to visit the North Korean capital. Well, this happened as U.S. relations with North Korea continue to deteriorate following a year of nuclear aggression as well as the imprisonment and death of U.S. student Otto Warmbier. All right, and let's get into the rest of this shit now. Um, we've got a few more stories for you. That, like I said, they're not they're not very big ones, so we we'll probably just do read a little bit here. But I don't want to get as in depth as we did on the on the economy. And just kind of just kind of spitball on these. So we'll start off with a big story last week that had gone on for a couple days. Um, was Rob Porter? Um, what was his job title? Is he like one of the top advisors to the something like that? President. Um, uh, he was so uh, he White was, House. He was the White House uh, staff secretary. Yeah, is that what he was? Yeah. And so he got he got ousted over. Um, domestic uh, domestic dom- abuse. Yeah, not not just I, I want to say allegations because that's where this word usually gets inserted. But like we've seen the evidence, it wasn't until we've seen it wasn't until the picture of his ex wife with a black eye came out that they decided to do something and and yeah. let him go. Well, that's because or let him step down. Originally, the the woman who started this came out and she said that uh, that he was never physical with her. And that, you know, she said, this is me. I have to, to share my story. I can't remember what her name was, but she said he was never physical. There was a moment where we got into an argument and I said, I'm going to go take a shower. So she did. And apparently he came in and grabbed her by the shoulders and was like not done arguing. But she said as soon as yeah. he saw the look on her face, he was like, oh, fuck, and apologized and said all that. And she even went on to say, "Yeah, because that's that—that's what you do when you know the police are probably going to get called, <laughs> right?" Yeah, because that's she even also... said, "Like, listen, I don't think that, that anyone should date him. I don't think that anyone should marry him. But I think he's very good in his position. So that's why this originally was kind of not glossed over, but it was like, well, okay, this sounds like a personal matter. And but then the second wife came well, out and was like, "No, I've got pictures of him." Well, and then me also, a black eye. Do you... What's the other problem is that uh, the FBI knew about this enough to not grant him security clearance because of these yeah. allegations for fear of he, that he could be blackmailed. And that apparently uh, the White House kind of didn't care and still let him draft memos and, you know, 
do stuff that he shouldn't have been able to do without that security clearance, I think is the major part of why this is kind of blown up into a, a story. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hearing have, two different. Do you have a... What's that? You have an article. That, I do. Does it have a little bit more of the details yeah. to it? Um, so, yeah. And, and then the second guy is uh, White House speechwriter David Sorensen uh, resigned after his former wife claimed he was violent and emotionally abusive during their marriage. He, uh, Sorensen, like Porter, both denied the allegations. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it, with Sorensen, yeah. they got rid of him right away as soon as they were aware of it. With Porter, there was well, the backlash that I they think knew. We're... Yeah, go ahead. I think what kind of turned this into a big story, too, was the fact John Kelly really made this a big story because, A, it questions John Kelly's judgment here, and it especially questions John Kelly's judgment when he comes out as dude, as uh, Porter is stepping down and says, well, he's a great guy and he has integrity and he has all this and blah, 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 blah. Like, why, like you know that he's stepping down because something obviously was bad enough to make him step down. Why are you still backing this guy up? That just calls into question. Like, I get you can say, like, yeah, he's great as a, on a professional level, but right now that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. not what we're concerned so, about. Well, again, so it's just a, that was it's before a weird the, thing the to pictures co- came out. So they had the allegations. It, it shouldn't matter, though. He was he was already stepping well, down as a result of it. Yeah, again, it comes down they to— knew. And they and they knew in November, like that has been confirmed throughout this entire story, is that John Kelly knew this in November. So yeah, but yeah, he maybe knew there the wasn't first a part picture. of it. Yeah, he knew that that his ex-wife had said that he was verbally abusive, but that he was denying it. She also said that he. Well, she also said that he grabbed her in the shower. That's physical. Yeah, first of all, and come on, they all. They all knew that the FBI wouldn't grant him security clearance for this. Like, that was... No- right. Well, that, again, they... Because they didn't know... Yeah, they said that they didn't know uh, what was true and what wasn't. They had no reason to believe that it was true. But at the same time, they decided, you know, hey, we're not going to give him clearance because if something I mean, comes I'm just up... Saying, it lo- I'm just saying, it looks bad on John Kelly to come out and... And it, while a guy is stepping down for any allegations, whether it's whether it's this or whether it's Roy Moore's sexual assault or whether it is um, Michael Flynn having Russian meetings or whatever, yeah. like you, when somebody is stepping down in a case of scandal, you typically don't come out and go, "But he's a great guy." Well, like, and that's the moment and, where you don't say anything. Yeah. Well, right. and then you know, someone who did say something was Trump. He tweeted a. Uh, People's lives are being shattered and destroyed by a mere allegation. Some are true and some are false. Some are old and some are new. Sounds like Dr. Seuss. Uh, there is no recovery for someone falsely accused. <laughs> yeah. Life and career are gone. Is there no such thing uh, any longer as due process? So, you know, the, the big story I, in this, and, yeah, is, I wanna, I, this article is I even headlined. I with that. Yeah. I mean, but I again, but like. All those sentiments, but when you come out with pictures, it kind of changes things. Yeah, so, and also when yeah. it's like the FBI didn't give you clearance because they're afraid you can be blackmailed because you beat your wife. Like that is a legitimate <laughs> concern, right? Well, again, the original allegations that they were aware of was not that he beat his wife; is that they had some, uh, you know, yeah. But now, now, now it is that, that he beat in, his wife. In, well, in retrospect, is they beat all of his wives. Well, like, no, there's and, been like three or four chicks that have come F- out now. And, and the FBI didn't know about the this. This said no. because he had had several police called on him and took off before the police could get there. Like this has been a reoccurring motif that he. Yeah, his. Yeah. Right, his second wife was the one who said 
in a separate incident that like they were fighting and that he like smashed in the glass because uh, she like kicked him out of the house and like threw his suitcase full of clothes out on the porch and he like bashed in their glass screen door. Yeah. She called nine one one and told her to gave them her name and address and he like got in the car and took off. Like this isn't this is a guy who clearly has a history with this. Right. And all I'm saying as far as John Kelly goes is don't fucking stand by him. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. Trump too. No, Trump I, needs I to quit it. standing by Roy Moore and, you know, Porter and these people that you need to distance yourself from them. They're not gonna help you yeah, anymore. Well, standing up for them. Most does everybody has backed away except for Trump. Like every again, yeah. like most of the time I can see why they would want to stand by him originally because it hadn't been proven, but now that it has, or at least seemingly proven, other, he's saying that there's a backstory behind the 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 pictures of the black guy, and it's out of context, and it'll be made clear. My meat was undercooked. You don't understand. <laughs> it was a Halloween thing. It's makeup. No, but again, I pretty sure at least at this point i personally am operating under the assumption that he beats his wife so yeah that's where i'm at and i think that i understand why they didn't come out and say you know want to say that he's the worst guy ever before and i also understand why they're saying it now why they're going yep no there's he's also terrible. There, there there's also an issue with the fact that the statement that John Kelly read was written by Hope Hicks, who is currently in a relationship yes. with Rob Porter. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, you got to wonder, like, it's interesting to me that somebody who is about to get beat is writing a story for about or writing the the remarks to be made about this guy because well, isn't that I her mean, job like what's her what is her job exactly isn't she the appropriate person to be doing that though her job is to not undercook meat and we've determined that now because <laughs> he's going to beat her <laughs> right like he, that's that's his that's what he expects right um we got dark so, there for a second i don't <laughs> what so you got dark there for a second <laughs> it did. It, it, it took a dark did get turn. dark there. Brand, Brandon got dark there for a second. I'm I not taking credit right. for that. I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it there. Um, I don't know, man. I I just think that like I thought that that was a weird thing too. Like I and I wonder what's in her head because it, in in the the reason I I took it there is because he has a history of this. Right? Yeah. There's multiple women saying that he's abused them. So now the person that he's currently involved with romantically, at least in the back of her head, has to be thinking like, "Oh fuck, fuck. is he gonna punch me? <laughs> like, like I better write this well." Right. It's like uh, when you start dating a girl who know. notoriously cheats, but it'll be different. <laughs> it's like, right? No, it won't. So I don't know. I just like. I don't know. It's weird that she. I, it's weird that she would write. And I don't. I honestly like my. Those are two separate thoughts. I don't think that she really. That's a more or less a dark punchline. I don't think she really wrote it to not get beat. Um, right. But I think that like the thought has to be in the back of her head with all these allegations. How much of this did she know before it came out? Right. Um. But it. But still, it's interesting to see people stand by him while we're watching pictures. Uh, or while we're looking at pictures on TV um, and hearing stories that seem it's like not unusual. This is, this I mean, like I said, we saw that a- with uh, Lena Dunham. You know, when someone that worked on the set of Girls, she's a big feminist, and you know, they accused one of her male friends of being, you know, a rapist in in the, in the Me Too movement, and she defended him immediately. People defend people that they know. It's just kind of what they do. It's not yeah. unusual. It may not be the right thing to do in, in every circumstance, but it's not unusual. 
So yeah, I think it, I think it was probably a bad look in this I am, case. Yeah, I would not, especially whenever just to just let you know everything. Just to Go let on. you know, guys, I would I would not defend you. <laughs> I, I will I will distance myself <laughs> from you at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I'll just toss you under the bus. Be like this fucking guy. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. He, he wasn't even that big part. That big of a part of the show. He just got me coffee, and yeah. Yeah, it was not a big deal. We yeah, all the racist, him. didn't even know him. All the racist things Look were him. It. He was only. He was only there for the first year and a month. Right. Looking at you, Omarosa. No. <laughs> right. So anyway, all right. Well, I guess that sums up that in a nutshell. I mean, that happened. I don't think that. I think that's a story on itself. I don't think that really yeah. furthers itself no. into politics. It, it's over. You know? That part like, is done then. Yeah. I do think, though, that it, like I said, I do think it is an interesting, I, I just, I think it's an interesting play from John Kelly, and I think it makes John Kelly look like, like he was somebody who, when he came in, we were like, man, he came in and cleaned up house, and, like, he got rid of all the trash, like, Scaramucci was gone in four hours, and, like, all, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, he's coming out and making, like, this was an error in judgment yeah. to to make that statement, again, to read that statement. Yeah, but again, you I know the guy's he... stepping down over it. Yeah. Like, don't go out and say he's a great guy. I still think that it goes down to how much did he know. If it was just allegations of arguments where he was like, you know, okay, well, we don't know what's happened. If he knew about getting punched in the face and black eye, then it's fucked up. If it's just, hey, well, those this guy pictures, yells the at- FBI had those. The FBI had those pictures, so you have to figure somebody was briefed on it, right? Yeah, but again, you don't know how far it goes up. And it sometimes when it should go all the way up, it doesn't. And so you'd really have to figure I mean, out. That's the same thing they used to use with Hillary Clinton, where they were like, well, yeah. of course. It's the same thing with Putin. Of course they knew about it. They know everything. And they're like, no, we've got underlings that deal, well, you know, I deal just with think this we've shit. Seen, I, I, I think we've seen two human moments from John Kelly. Yeah. Um, one in the DACA talks that he fucked up, and one here. Like, these are, these are errors in judgment from the guy who came in and cleaned up the mess. Word. So, you know? All right, cool. Let's jump into the next one. Um, we'll go ahead and what do we have? Nothing. The military parade. parade. Right? Got to get that yeah. parade. Yeah. So, so get ready for tanks down basically, Pennsylvania Avenue, people. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who who wants to who wants to uh, it? so yeah so just to, it's real quick. Uh, President Trump apparently inspired by the Bastille Day parade he witnessed last summer during a trip to France has asked the Pentagon to look into staging something similar, but naturally bigger and better for Washington D.C. Uh, the White House confirmed Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders yes. said uh, President Trump is incredibly supportive of America's great. Uh, service members who risk their lives every day to keep our country safe. Um, he asked the Department of Defense to explore a celebration at which all Americans can show their appreciation. This is from an NPR article, but that's uh, the gist of it. He, uh, we don't, we typically don't. How many do this. angry faces um, are on that article? <laughs> do you none, think that? Re- do, you, do you think Republicans will get mad when he changes the American flag to just red? Oh, no, I don't think that. First off, it's um, not going to happen. But so yeah, so I personally is, do not understand the hatred against this. I don't get it. Uh, I, I well, I mean, cannot get it. Dumb. Historically, it's a waste of money. historically, we only do this after a war. Um, we we do a big celebration. We did one after uh, 
World War II, obviously. We had a huge one. Yeah. We, you know, we had v, VJ Day uh, when we beat Vietnam. Um, VJ Day. At the end of the 41-day Gulf War in 91, we celebrated with a $12 million victory parade. So these things cost a lot of money, and I guess the point is a lot of people are pointing out is that we never do them unless we're celebrating something like a, a victory win over another Yeah, and that's nation. fine and historically, not, but the whole point is that he's inspired by the Bastille Day Parade, which I don't know if everyone should know that Bastille Day didn't happen last year. They're not celebrating something recent. This is That was their independence. Well, no, this is, but that's like... He's just co-opting a, a, a holiday. That's like if the French president came over here and was like, "All right, we want to do a Fourth of July," you know, like it's not—it's not part of your culture. It's it, the Bastille Day is specific to the French culture and history. Yeah, you know, and there's and that's a, fine, there's a but it is basically it. just a military parade. I mean, to me, I don't understand why we can have an air show, and that's fucking awesome and totally cool and not a waste of money. But you do, I don't—I think it is a waste is of money. I, I don't I think it's a fucking dope as shit. Um, you see air fucking stupid. fighter jets flying up overhead. It's fucking cool. So I'm all. Oh yeah, that's cool. Sweet. It fucking is cool. That's fiscally responsible. We should spend <laughs> money on cool. I mean, yeah. shit. People um, people get to see a, a fire truck and they think that's cool. But you guys are like fighter jets, not even close to cool. Let me go play with my no, fucking WWE I toys. I, I, think no, that's cool. I, think when, I don't. I don't. When we're dealing with something like an opioid, I don't think crisis, it's a debate of cool. Yeah, but like I, I just think that money could be better spent. We could put it towards the opioid crisis or infrastructure or any of the other problems yeah. that legitimately we don't. This, I also this solves know, nothing. I also want to know: do, do you honestly believe that Republicans, if Obama, if this was Obama's idea, wouldn't Republicans be like, "Yeah, this is all great until they come down your street and take your gun"? That's what's gonna, <laughs> that's what's happening here. This is martial law, right? Like, well, don't listen to the, congressional Republicans because they dumb. I just think it. I, I don't think we need it. That that's my argument. I don't think we need I hear either, the but argument. I like it. I know I know I know that the that like there's a whole there's the whole group of people that that actually believe that like, oh, this is he's the the red flag scenario where he's you know, oh, this is Nobody else does this except for Hitler and Kim, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <God damn>. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. He's Hitler. Bring in the BBC. Uh, I just it I'm been, just saying. It, it had been a couple of, you You realize that BBC is like 2,500 channels in Britain, right? Like you shit on one, you shit on one guy that said one thing. And you're like, the BBC is all of Cause this Because it was way. hilarious. Um, Anyway, I'll, so, I'll pull that but, moment up to show you, just because it was funny. But no, obviously, not all of BBC. Most of BBC probably thinks that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I do think though that, like, for me personally, I just like I don't. I just think it's a waste of money. I don't think we need yeah. to do it. I'm I did think it was like, funny though because I heard a conservative talk show host say because like I heard some stupid Democratic. Uh, congressional leaders saying that like well the streets aren't rated for it the bridges couldn't handle the tank and um and the this conservative this conservative talk show said the streets should be rated for it and i would beg to differ as somebody who's gonna go on the line is more conservative than that guy like that is a (laughs) fucking step to martial law i don't want my streets rated for tanks that's not a good fucking thing um so like that's not my argument as to why we shouldn't have this. I think we don't need this. I think it's a waste of money. I think for a guy who and for a party who is supposed to be the fiscally responsible party who talks about how Democrats waste money all the time, this is a waste of fucking money, just like the wall is a waste of money. There's no such just thing like as everything is a waste anymore. of money. 
they're gone. No, there's not, and they're proving it. Yeah. So, like, let's never, not waste money here. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I think it's cool as fuck, and I think it can raise a lot of money by doing it. Obviously, it's going to cost a lot of money. But How I, are you going like to raise it. money? Well, shit, you charge people admission. Say, hey, let's, let's charge people to come they, in and see this thing, and it's going to be cool. But they don't charge people admission for air shows, do they? That's a free no, they event. Don't. But you can yeah, buy like, shit. I, don't, I mean, you can buy, yeah. Yeah, can, because it's... Because it's publicly funded, that's why they don't charge right. you. I don't think they'd well, be allowed to. Well, that's what I'm to. saying. Best of both worlds. Well, I don't know if they wouldn't be allowed to. And I'm sure that the vendors have to give some portion I mean, of who, it back to the U.S. I think, if, I think if Trump says, I want to put on a parade and charge people, people are instantly going to revolt, being like, yeah, where's that money going? You want to put yeah, on a parade and fine. make money? Like, Well, they do make money. Like I said, like, you can't just, as a vendor, if you're showing up to sell Dippin' Dots at the fucking air show— they're giving a portion of that money back to the U.S. government. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't just come to there and set up shop. You have to, you have to do that. So there'd be one way to raise right. money is just by yeah. allowing vendors to come in and sell guns. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm just unpatriotic. Maybe I don't get like, I don't get bouts of patriotism when I know uh, you fucking commie. Anthem. Yeah, apparently I don't. It's it's random. I like all that shit. Country, yeah, the the country you're born in is random. I don't see a point. Like I'm not proud that I'm a redhead. It's just what I am. I had no choice over the matter. I'm, I'm not proud, proud to fun. be an American. I was. Got no, I had no choice. I totally in it. am. This country. I know, yeah, but you have no yeah, choice not, in it. That's like being, that's so? like being proud I'm not to touching this. <laughs> who cares if you have a choice in it? You know, fuck. People say, oh, I'm proud to be Mexican. They don't have a fucking choice in that. No, I'm okay with being. I'm okay with being an American, but it's like it, I didn't have any choice. Why would I have pride in it? Uh, I, I only have, it. I only have pride for things that I choose to do. And you should be proud of things that you accomplish, but you can have pride in things that your country has accomplished. Well, yeah, but my country has also accomplished a lot of uh, you know smallpox blankets and the massacre of a lot of people. <laughs> so you can't. You're gonna, have a, you're gonna have a. You're gonna have a hard time finding a country that doesn't have little blemishes. Yeah, and that's I mean. well. That's why I just I don't think patriotism is is. I think it's just it's a stupid thing, jingo jingoistic. I don't understand it. Uh, same thing with I didn't grow up in a religious household, so all religion to me is kind of an alien concept. Just like yeah, you know, I don't I don't support sports teams. So and I, I don't I don't do that. So whole, like, I am, my team. I'm totally not gonna lie to you guys. Like I'm so glad because that this conversation has happened because by this point of the episode, everybody forgot about my like he's gonna beat her moment. (laughs) Until you brought it up, like I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not fucking touching this. Um, This is great. I didn't, I didn't say like I I mean, I didn't say like I spit on American flags. Like I, I like I support. No, 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 no. I get it. There's just like I don't. no, I've decided you either. don't have the right to say that. Take it away. Take his rights no. away. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. They, I don't think either of you. I don't think either of you are wrong about the, your individual feelings. I just thought that it was hilarious. I was listening to it play out, and I was like, I'm not fucking saying right. anything because at this point, my dark humor moment is completely yeah. erased. Yeah. What, so I'm, to, uh, me, what I'm really saying me, is never draft me because I would be the worst soldier because I, <laughs> I won't run away. I'm going to run. Yeah, he's going to fucking <laughs> Bo Bergdahl his ass out of there. and then. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, wait a minute. There's Do you always... know that those those guys over there in those huts have LSD? Let's <laughs> go party. You know, like go. in every oh. in every Vietnam movie, there's the fat soldier who ends up getting killed. That would be me. He's <laughs> like huffing and puffing, and then like I'm writing a letter home to my sweetheart, and bam, dead. And boom. Mortar strike. What are you going to yep. do? No, but personally, All if right. he wants to do the fucking parade, I would like to go to it. Like I would spend money to go 
do it and and go to DC or wherever it is and do it. And I think that that's the point of it. For people like me who like that shit, why not? For people like Frank who don't like that shit, don't go. And then you're fine. I mean, yeah. I'm actually I would be interested to see a military parade, but like I would I yeah. was always like fast. I would but I would want to see one that meant something like we just defeated the Germans. Let's celebrate, yeah. you know. This one is like, yeah. what are Let's we Let's go defeat the Germans. Yeah. yeah. What's stopping us? <laughs> All right, Merkel. Your time is up. Your time has come. Uh, <laughs> so, what? Why are you, right, why are you so hateful to women, Brandon? I know, Brandon, twice now. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Shut the fuck up. Like, we got past that. <laughs> we passed that. Apparently we um, didn't. So... <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump into a local story now. Um that because I be, because I heard it on the radio this week and it immediately struck me as like I I got I, it was a moment where I yelled at the radio and I tried not to do that because I imagine that there are people out there right now yelling at me through this entire episode. Um and so just cool your fucking jets, man. Like me. <laughs> Get a microphone answer answer me back um but here's the thing so missouri and abortion don't typically go to to progressively in the same sentence um they like uh, missouri lawmakers not t- not are consistently trying to put restrictions on abortion and a lot of times the the fail at the bigger things and and sometimes they get some of these smaller things but it looks like now what they're trying to do is they're trying to put a stipulation on minors having abortions where the minor would have to have written consent from their parent but their parent would also be required to write I don't know if it's a consent form or if it's just a letter to inform the other parent that it's happening I think it's a letter to inform I think it's a letter to inform too. That's the way but I read it. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that both parents, like either one of the parents, can shut it down. A parent could go to the abortion clinic. It like so. Let's say that mom gives consent, right? But dad is now informed and doesn't give consent. Can dad go to the abortion clinic and shut it down? I would hope so, personally. You would hope so. I would. I think I think fathers' rights Af- need to definitely be looked at way more in that scenario. What if dad? What if it's dad's baby? What do you mean? I'm assuming it's dad's baby. You're saying it's not dad's baby? No, 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 no. Okay, no. What you if took dad the wrong way? I'm the thinking father, dad. I'm the talking about of the child. No, no, I'm talking. No, we're talking about a minor who has to ask their mother in my scenario for permission to get an abortion, oh. and mother has to write a letter to inform the minor's father. So both of the minor's parents have to consent to the abortion, essentially. Uh, I think that's fucked up, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to say one way yeah. is right and the other is wrong. So, so what I'm saying to you is that if if I'm a 16-year-old girl, and I'm about to have an you already abortion. Are 16 and I go to my and, and oh. my mom is yes, you like I will write a consent form for this. But my dad says no. Can dad then go to the abortion clinic and shut it down? And what I said to you was, what if it's his baby? What if he raped her? And now can he shut down the abortion? That's kind of fucked up. I would assume that they wouldn't be cool with him raping her. 
<laughs> well, you know I would assume that they wouldn't. I would assume that they wouldn't know. I would assume that if she wanted to get the uh, the abortion, they could just say, "Hey, he's the dude. He's my dad. Is the dad of this child?" And then they would go abomination. Right, but you can't put your you can't put yourself in the place of a rape victim. You don't know no. how a rape victim is going to react. But that seems especially to, to if me they're that standing seems like there an, with their dad. That's fine. But well, that's like an extreme scenario. My question: be basing anything off of. Yeah. My question it seems would like be, an extra restriction that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I get. I don't. Okay, when it comes to abortion, I don't touch that shit with a ten foot pole because I, every situation is different. You can't just blanket statement that. Like what you yeah. just described is a very specific and not very likely scenario. Does it happen? I'm sure it does. Does it happen all the time? Okay. probably not. Well, here's a, a likelier scenario. What if uh, one parent gives consent and the other doesn't? Yeah. Again. I didn't write this legislation, so I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't but that's know. What, yeah, but that's that's the problem that I have with this. I don't There are inherent risks why... in abortion. There are risks involved where the child fine. the can lose their that. life. That's fine. But that's not what we're that How yeah, is that not what we're talking about? Here. Because of course that would be because... all you have to do is say a parent is saying <laughs> I don't trust the people to give the abortion. I am scared that it's going to hurt my my daughter, so I say no. That's their reason. Right, but you yeah, but you have another parent saying exactly the opposite. So right. How do you like? Where does the law fall then? I don't know. Do you have the law? Pull it up. I'm sure it's got clauses. <laughs> the, the law. The law hasn't been. The law has is not finished being written. It is yeah. something that they're writing up right now. Yeah. To me, um, again, you're asking me to hypothetically write a, a law that I wouldn't have even written to begin with. So. Right. No, and I, and that's what I'm saying. That like that's kind of my point is that this is a law that didn't need to be written anyway. Right. Having a parent's consent to the, look personally, I'm not. I don't like. Like I am not somebody who would consider abortion like that right. is not something that i would do as you probably tell like i'm having kids left and right um <laughs> but the the but but i also understand why it should be legal and i think it's i think you you jump into like this weird area when you're talking about a minor because you're to, but there's to me it's this abortion is weird because it, especially when you're talking about a minor cuz let's say in the, in this scenario that for let's take rape and all of that stuff out of it let's just say that a 16-year-old girl gets pregnant and she wants to have an abortion for whatever her reasoning is mm-hmm. if her mom or dad don't consent to that and she can't get it while she might be too young to make a decision you have just given somebody else the ability to make a decision that she has to live with right. for the rest of her life. And there's complications so involved much... in childbirth. So, uh, yeah, there's complications right. all the way around. And none of it's, you know. It's... So it, it's like it's just this weird subject where it's like, well, who do you give the power to? Because if you give the power to the parents and the parents say, no, you can't have an abortion. And 20 years from now, that kid's going, well, why were you a piece of shit mom? Well, you weren't necessarily part of my plan and right. but i didn't have a choice yeah that's why i don't again that's why i don't i'm not make... i'm not advocating to be a shitty parent i'm just saying like how much power, <laughs> how much power do you put in the hands of somebody right and that's period. why it, feminists would say the 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 woman the woman who is pregnant she has all of the power i disagree with that i think that it takes two people to make a baby i think that both people should be able to well, have some it, sort of it takes it takes too many people to make a baby. One of them does most of the heavy lifting. Let's all admit that. Yeah. 
Well, what if the other one wants to? That's the that's my point. I've had I've been in a position. People who don't know, I am a single father who is doing the work. Uh, and there are people out there, women out there, that will use that as leverage over over men, and say, you know, I need to get this, or I'm going to abort this baby, whatever it is. And maybe the guy, yeah. the dad, wants the child. It's his child too. And no, I, have... I agree that that's an even that's an even grayer area because I because you that runs into other things too. Like, okay, so let's say let's say dad does want the baby and mom doesn't or let's say dad doesn't want the baby and mom does well then that's and then pretty dad and mom and don't work <laughs> okay yeah no dad plays alimony ex- okay no here though you've said that he should have equal say because it takes two people to make a baby should right. he be like since he his vote was cast for no mm-hmm. and her vote was cast for yes does is he financially responsible for the baby i would say yes I say that, and I say that for the mom too. I think that if if she doesn't want the child, that um, you'd have to go through some sort of mediation to either, you know, say, all right, I want, you know, and be able to work it out amiably to where you say, okay, if you don't want anything to do with the child, that's fine. I'll waive your rights. Or if they say, no, I, you need to help me raise this this child. You help See, make it. Now we have to go through that and get, uh, and that's so kind of the normal you're, but you're process saying, now. You're saying that, like, at least in your perfect scenario or in your scenario um that it would work out evenly so if it like in your situation if you were a dad who was doing the work and Mm -hmm. would you be entitled to money elsewhere or would somebody in your position be if they wanted it if they chose that i would say yes because i think that's ridiculous that that women are able to take a man but it doesn't seem to happen that much with men i i and it's it's much more common nowadays than it used to be. I know quite a few people. I got friends at work. I've got friends uh, that are doing the the heavy lifting of child rearing, but they don't have any sort of child payments from the mother, and it's because it's hard to get. Uh, it's not as easy mm-hmm. to get, uh, and I think that that's wrong. I think that it should go both ways, and that we're doing yeah, the work. Yeah, I now. think that should be. But the where I could fall down on it is that I don't think a man should be able to force a woman to have a child if she doesn't want to. If she gets pregnant and wants yeah. to have an abortion and the man doesn't want to, well, that's kind of tough for the man. He doesn't have to care. If he wants to put it in his uterus and carry it, that's fine. But you can't force someone else <laughs> to not work for nine months and to you know hurt and possibly hurt their health giving a child yeah. if you don't want a child. And I disagree. I think that he should have a say in it and be able to— See, I don't think you should be able to force be someone to, to go through a major— like you know, like is he going to pay for it? You're forcing someone into a burden. Like yeah, I think that will... at that point it has to be some sort of mediation. Like if he does want it, yeah. he does have to I, pay for it. Or, or I something mean, but like I don't. That I don't because... think you should be able to force that. I honestly think if a woman gets pregnant and wants an abortion, the man say it doesn't matter. I don't know. It's hard. I it's disagree. Re- it's weird. It's weird listening to it now from the perspective of a parent. Because, and I know that like anybody out there that's listening is gonna be like, uh, here, here comes, here comes the sappiness, bullshit. <laughs> and, and it's, but it's true, it's it does not, change your perspective. It, it's, it's just no, like you it don't does change your perspective as a man, you because, don't have because, the power. If someone wanted to take your child away from you before he was born, that could have just happened. And to me, I don't, as yeah. a father, I don't like that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's weird because, but it's not your child yet. You have a face. It's like you sleep with a woman, she gets pregnant. It's not your child yet. She hasn't given yep. birth to it. It is. <laughs> it, it I is. mean, in it the is. same yeah. way that that all your sperm on towels over the years are your children, quote unquote. You know? But it's not your child. <laughs> well, until it's you're your genetic your material. 
Yeah, again, it's growing. Yeah. If you don't kill it, it becomes children. <laughs> so. Okay, but if it's in the first week, like, I just don't think, like, a one-night stand, the guy should be able to say, all right, now, after that one night, you have to carry my child and give it to me. Well, yeah, I think if, we're being real, if we're being realistic, though, people don't, like, it's not super common that people find out that they're pregnant the next day. Yeah. No, oh, oh, yeah. And obviously, we're, so, I mean, you know, like, our generation is not having kids, I mean, besides you two. But uh, we're, you know, our generation's having kids <laughs> yeah, the, the least out of anybody. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We'll do the heavy lifting for it. Don't yeah. Worry, guys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's weird because it's I, an interesting I, question. I honestly yeah. believe that I believe a year and a half ago that I would have been completely where you are on it, Frank. But like, it, but, it's but weird kids, because kids now, ruin everything. Now it's. Now yeah. I see now I see Timothy's face when we're talking about it and it's it like changes things. I don't know man, it it does. I it's weird cuz I get I get both sentiments, but I also get that I I wouldn't I would want to have some say. I like yeah. I would want to be and like or at now, least be able again, to make your case. We're like, talking I'll take care of it. I'll pay for it. I'll right. do whatever. Oh, no. we I are think also I we think men should have a talking say. about the extreme situations here because, like, typically, at least the way my experience personally, and now I don't know how rock solid every relationship out there is, but like, and I don't know how rock solid mine is. You know, relationships are fucking <laughs> weird like that. They're like but the stock what I market; they go up and is down. That <laughs> I, I truly believe, I truly believe that if I that if there had been a question about abortion, that it would have been something that Stacy and I sat down and talked about. And I believe that my input would have been listened to, at least in our scenario. So like a lot of times it goes we're it goes that way. It's a conversation between two partners. I think I have seen it go the other way. I've seen women I, hold Right, it no, over I know, men. but I think we're I think we're talking about those those scenarios where things are rocky or they're not going like it's not a typical right it's not every you know it's i would say it's the minority yeah i don't know so that's why I, when it comes instances, to but i, I don't it comes know to abortion like i said i always don't touch it with a 10-foot pole because it is comes down to every single individual yeah yeah but yeah but that's what i'm saying this is my general thoughts but again it comes down to you know, I say men should have rights with it because I believe that. But then whenever oh, the guy's I a total I believe fucking douchebag, you know, yeah. And then the individual case, individual case, this guy's an asshole who's going to fucking sell the child on the black market or something horrible, you know. I mean, we should also, I mean, rights there. there probably should be some kind of moderator to it. Like you're going through a divorce, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, like a third party individual, you know. Right. So, but again, that's extremely expensive. What we just proposed. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know if that's going to come at, to fruition. There, we here at TDAP to listen to our moms tell us not to have conversations about politics and religious and religion, and we exclusively <laughs> talk about just that. Like that was kind of that's kind of the format yeah. in the beginning, right? Yeah, like, hey, like, what yep. should we talk about today? Abortion. That won't piss anybody <laughs> off. Um, no big deal. Yeah, because, again, so, if you ever look at any polls on it, it is a 50-50 split. There's 50% of the population that agrees with it and 50% that disagrees with it. And it's just, like, it's just a, it's fucked. There's, it's hard to write legislation because no one has the high ground. Everyone is going to – whatever you write is going to piss off 50% of the people. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's got to be even more fun listening to people like us talk about it because we go – we. 
sometimes we're we're on one side of the argument, and then other times we're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! I'm no, not gonna, gonna I'm not line. gonna pass." <laughs> right, I'm not gonna pass that line. So it's like, I guarantee you that there was one guy out there listening that got like pissed off at you, and then was like, "No, I agree," and then got pissed off at me, and was like, "No, but I agree." Um, that's, that, and, but, that's how this issue works, man. No, nobody liked what Frank said, though. So, um, <laughs> I'm not a fan, if I must be honest, guys. There's, there's feminists out there that are like, Frank, yeah, come on. Good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into this last story now. The Olympics are ongoing, and the Koreas are interesting as of late. Um, Did you see Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un showed up to the... Olympics. Yes, I did. That was <laughs> awesome. That was amazing. We're getting um, along very well. <laughs> yeah, that that, w- that was really good. So, Frank, do you have an article about I this? I do. Um, so the the gist is uh, North Korea's uh, reclusive leader, Kim Jong-un, extended uh, an extremely rare invitation uh, to a forehead, foreign head of state Saturday using the diplomatic opening created by the Olympics in South Korea to ask its leader, President Moon uh Ja-in, I believe I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, to visit the North for a summit meeting. Um, Mr. Kim's unusual invitation, which was received by Mr. Moon with both caution and optimism, was the latest sign of warming relations between the two rival governments after the exceptionally tense period over the uh, North's nuclear weapons program. Uh, So that's kind of the gist of it. There's also... um, uh, like the, I know the U.S. Uh, Pence was just there during the Olympics and says that there is uh, no daylight uh, between North and South Korea, despite this like seeming that they're kind of warming up a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah appara- apparently the Olympics are actually doing something. So that's that's well, impressive. you got to say it. I mean, yeah, I know it's controversial to maybe not throw praise at Kim Jong Un, but I think that everyone has to take a step back and say this guy knows what he's doing. He's got his playbook, and it's working for him. He decided, I'm going to take a bet, and I'm going to vote that sticking to my guns on the nuclear program is going to strong-arm the rest of the world to let me come to the table. I'm going to get to keep my nukes, and I'm going to get invited back into the into the party. And it looks like it's working. And a lot of that does have to do with Moon, who you know, got elected by saying, let's be nice to... Maybe that's not why he got elected, but he got elected and had been saying <laughs> that's a great campaign nice to slogan. North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, it kind of makes the United States look like douchebags, but again, we had multiple years where we just didn't do anything about it when we could have. And it was, it he's going to get his cake and played. eat it too. He's going to be able to do it, it, you know. It is it is funny how it all played out because like simultaneously North Korea was doing the whole let's just why can't we be friends? Why can't we? <laughs> and like at the same time Donald Trump was like my button is so big you don't even want me to you don't even want me to push it. It said I'll that he it, actually I'll shoot my did button say... all over your face. <laughs> it said that he re- literally did say my button's bigger than yours. That's fucking weird. That's just a weird thing to yeah. to to say. But yeah, no, again, I, mean, I will, I will, I will relent that that is because he has tiny hands. So. <laughs> it just looks bigger to him. Oh, look how big this is! <laughs> but right, no, but I mean, shit. For years, we've been making fun of that the Kim family, and they they fucking they played it right. They knew exactly well, they, what they were doing. <laughs> it's fucking. It's not weird. hard to make fun of the. It's not far. It's not hard to make fun of the. Well, Kim they made family fun of him for being they stupid. Hit, they hit and like he's they clearly hit like not stupid. 
22 holes in one in a game of golf. Like, I don't even that's not how, that's not how fucking golf works. Dude. I don't poop. Um, so, I yeah, don't know. I think it's going to work. I think that, you know, again, I think we've we've lost the ability to go to war with them. And what's being that is the case. They're not, that's not necessarily down. a bad thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that it would have been a lot easier if we just went to war with them whenever they couldn't really defend themselves and then just stopped squash this whole thing. From I happening. think I think you better never run for political office because that is the easiest sentence to fuck over. Oh, I don't care. Campaign. I would st- I would completely stand I, by. I, it. I think, think we should have true. gone to war with them. Yeah, we probably should have. Uh, Same thing with Assad back in the day. We probably should have gone to war with them, but we didn't. And now we have a migrant crisis around the world. Sorry. Yeah, but sometimes don't, don't the you best remember? Answer. Don't you remember though? We sent John McCain and Lindsey Graham over there, and they oh. solved the whole thing. So. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> So, again, I think that, yeah, I think that, unfortunately, in this day and age, people just think that war has no purpose, and it does. It stops a lot of bad things from happening. We saw with Assad, we could have just shut his shit down, and we didn't, and now a lot of people are homeless and kicked out of their country and killed within their, their you know, seven-year civil war that could have been stopped in probably nine. five months. So Nine years now. Nine years, exactly. So, again, it's real nice that we want to be nice to the refugees to bring in, but we probably could have just defended them, and then they wouldn't have had to move in the first place. It's kind of like this with North Korea. We've allowed them to be starved for however long. And, in fact, we were the ones doing it by imposing sanctions on them when we could have just gone to war and caused, a, a you know, in a ratio terms, much fewer deaths. And overthrown that government and then united the Koreas and allowed the prosperity that we've seen in South Korea to go over to North Korea. But we just didn't. And apparently that's more humane. I don't see it that way. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I you don't you don't paint, paint a bad strategy there. So that's typically why I mean? people go to war and stuff, you know? Yeah. But I do. But I agree with you. I do think that either way, like we are where we are now. And I, I, I told you. I think it was, it was really early on in the show. I like probably one of the single digit episodes, and like we had talked about it. And I said like, the I think the only way forward is to just bring them to the table because like we're getting to the point. If we were gonna go to war, it would have been last summer when they were shooting we're, missiles every yeah, day, and, and right like, before they had at, the capability I mean, I to think nuke. That, us. That was the that was the last point of uh, your availability of war, but now they've got it. Because so. once they have the now that they have the capability to nuke us, then that's a hail that's their hail mary. If we start winning the war, they just nuke us, <laughs> and right. we can't allow that. So we're stuck. We, there's no way that we can militarily, unless we do some sort of blitz, just you know EMP blast all of their communications and then take them out in one big swoop. Probably not going to happen yeah. though. Tom Clancy, those bitches. He um. did it. They they played the system, and now they're going to be. I I guarantee. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I would bet within three years that they are reintroduced to the to the UN. That they oh, are allowed. I, I to would. Have a I would think so. Within the next five, I would say. Yeah, I'm going to say three. I'm going to be a little more aggressive. I mean, on it, that's but yeah, that's I been their that's goal. I mean, I, I mean, they've been quicker about it. I did not expect them to come to the table so quickly. In the last, because they know, spent two or three all years. of their money, yeah, on weapon system. As soon as they got those nukes, it was like, bam, game over, checkmate. It's just saying, man, they should have been listening to me. I'm, I'm recording our conversations. I mean, shit, we were saying that five, ten years, not ten years ago, but five no. years ago, we were talking about Assad and we were talking about Kim Jong Un. Said, just do it now. They didn't do it. So, 
Sucks Are you the modern-day Nostradamus? I guess I am. Huh. I don't know <laughs> if I'd say all that, but I think that's probably about a, as good a place as any to uh, call it a week. So with that, remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook um, at TDAP2017. You can um, expect episodes weekly on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found. Send us a like, uh, a comment, a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Um, do all that shit. Share share the podcast. Plaster that bitch all over the interwebs. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. So with that, here it is, your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. We wish him well. He worked very hard. I found out about it recently, and I was surprised by it. But we certainly wish him well. It's a uh, obviously tough time. For him, he did a very good job when he was in the White House, uh, and we hope he has a wonderful career. And hopefully, he will have a great career ahead of him. But uh, it was very sad when we heard about it, and certainly he's also uh, very sad. Now he also, uh, as you probably know, he says he's innocent, and I think you have to remember that. Yeah.